we're live and, and they can actually hear us right now. So, um, you know, but th this intro is kind of boring anyway. So <laughs> I feel like I need to redo it. That's I love it. That's an old logo. It's, it's kind of groovy, right? It's yeah, the, I love it's the groove cast, you know? So it's yeah. Kinda, it's kinda groovy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those groove casts. Yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Noise Groovecast, episode 17. Today, I'm joined by Tremaine Taylor, and we're just going to jump into it. Happy 4th, everybody. And I hope you guys are having a good day out there today, a nice Monday. It's hot out there, but hey, at the same time, that means it's sunny. So it's a, you know, it's a pretty nice 4th of July. Looking forward to seeing some fireworks. My neighbors shot off a bunch of fireworks yesterday. I, pull, I actually, I, I, uh, I had a band gig for a pool party yesterday, and um, and and uh, it was it was it was really good. It was one of the best uh, pool sets that we've had. And uh, anyway, I came back. I was tired. I had to, oh, Tremaine helped me move a piano yesterday, and uh, and and shout out to to <laughs> Tim, Uncle Tim's bench as well. Helped me move a piano, and so that was a, it was it was busy the whole day. Then got back here, and the neighbors are shooting off fireworks, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I set up my PA, even though I, I was totally tired, but it's like, you know, you got to do this, right? It's like, uh, you know, that's part of your job, right? As, as an American or something, this is what I do is I do music. So I need to use, I should use my, my, what I, my skill, my skills that I've developed, whatever they, whatever level they are. <laughs> I, I say that, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it there, but, uh, you know, and and just I've got these patriotic songs that I've worked on over the last few years, and so just set up the PA and pointed it that way, and tried to accompany their fireworks with some songs. But anyway, um, let's jump into it. We'll welcome, Mr. Tremaine Taylor. Hey, what what's up? up? Happy Fourth. Happy Fourth. Yeah. Right on. So Tremaine, I met Tremaine at the open mic that I host at Southern Roots. I uh, started coming out, and correct me if I'm wrong, I. I think that may have been either your first time performing on the stage or one of your first times, or am I am I way off on that? I can't remember. Oh, uh, well, that I'm, was I'm wrong. <laughs> that that was my my first time actually performing out on stage. You know, doing an open mic. I've well, I'll, I'll say like this. See, years ago I was in college. And I used to do talent shows, and I would perform like every year. Okay, okay. Um, but I think this this time performing like on in front of a public outing is like the actual is like the first time that I'm performing in front of different people, you know, different people out in public. So it's okay. Yeah. Well, that, that I I would call that a, that if you've been doing uh, like talent shows, I mean, then you're performing for. I think anytime you're performing for anybody, it's performance. Like even if you're performing for one one person, um, but although I guess we should make uh, ex draw a distinction between performing for an audience, you know, for a public audience, right? Um, rather than like at a you know performing for your friends or something like that in, in, in uh, at somebody's house. But um, if you're doing talent shows, that's definitely a performance experience. So um, how how so how long have you been doing the talent shows? Uh, when I was in college, I used to do it every year for about like four years of my uh, time in college. Okay, so you started doing that in college, right? You hadn't, and 
That's pretty cool, man. Um, I mean, that, I would say that's pretty bold. Like, were you nervous? In the early <laughs> years, yeah, I was. I okay. used to be so nervous because, <laughs> see, I wasn't really the type of person to go out and just, you know, just sing like that. You know, yeah. I, I used to get nervous a lot. I used to have, like, butterflies. And, but the thing, the crazy thing was when I would go on stage, it would go away. But now, since I'm older, it's it's just like, okay, I don't feel it no more. It's just, okay, go on stage and sing. I guess because I wanted that bad, and it just don't affect me no more. But in the early years, I think it did because I was unsure of who I was. And I'm, I was still trying to figure out, like, who I was as a singer and trying to figure out my voice and who I am as a person. And I didn't really have the confidence back then like how I do now. Okay. So when when you were doing talent shows in college, is that was that the only performance stuff that you were doing or how often were you were you performing in college? See, uh we would have a talent show like two times that year, like every year. Like it'll be one talent show in the summertime, like around like April or May, and then the second one would be around Thanksgiving time. So uh, the okay. first three years, I didn't win anything, but I think my last year of college, I won second place, and I won $100. Nice. It was accomplishment, and the, the crazy thing was about that was it was a song that I made years ago that I wrote myself, and they liked oh, that's it. that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I, never, I remember one time um, we had a, a talent show, but it was at a different campus, and it was me and my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, we we went to this campus in Monk's Corner, and we went to audition. So we thought it was the day that they had do auditions, but it wasn't. So they were like, well, y'all here, so sing us something. And All we right. just sang something to them on the spot, and they were like, yes. It was like almost like a, a X Factor or a, one of those TV shows where they just kind of like turn around and just like, yeah, you got it. That's sweet, man. Yeah. Um. So how um. How uh, or when what what got you started doing music? You started performing in college, but when did you start doing music? Um, I started doing music, kind of like uh. Well, I I played music like okay in fifth grade I played the upright bass. Um, seventh grade I played in the band, played like snare drum, xylophone, uh, percussion. You don't seem a, as enthused about that. I it was it was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was okay, but it wasn't. When I got in high yeah. school, it wasn't it wasn't the same, you know, because I'm a teenager and those type those type of things that I was crazy about. Middle school wasn't really crazy about it no more. And then I got older, and then I don't know. One particular day, I think what got me into singing was I was in my room and I was singing a song and I was just playing around with it, and my mom like happened to hear me sing, you know, at my door. And she's like, oh, you sounded good. And my sister was like, yeah, you sound good, too. So it was like nice. a light bulb that went in my head. So I'm like, okay, I think we got something. Family, so. family too, they they can be kind of, they, they can be pretty picky sometimes, no? Like, I, yeah. when, because some people, I think, uh, or it could be easy to think that, like, family's, like, always really supportive. And, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of times family is, or family members are supportive. But also... They're not. They're a lot of times not afraid to tell you if you suck. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that could be pretty encouraging. Yeah, for sure. If uh, if 
if your family is willing to tell you stuff like that. Or oh you yeah, get, you get the positive message from both people. Like oh yeah, they, your mom and your sister. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and um, and the crazy thing is, and oh yeah, and then if I sound bad, oh they'll let you know too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom and my sister are the like they're they're the only ones that really heard me sing. Like other people, other family members. They never really they they kind of know about it, but they never really like see me do it, you know. Still to this day, it's, yeah, because oh, I don't man. really be around. Yeah, so okay, I think I'm gonna try to get them out to see me perform at at a at a show or something, so they can kind of see me sing. But I'm yeah. kind of nervous about that because I'm like, okay, I hope they think I sound good because I'm like, you know, I really do put my all into it. <laughs> so, I think I think that'll be great. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, yeah. If you if you do your thing like, because if you guys haven't seen Tremaine perform, he really he has a lot of personality on stage. Oh, thank you. And uh, which is really cool because, um, you know, I I don't know it, that's that's a that's, it's a tough thing to do um, to have a lot of personality on stage. It's it's a great it's a great it's a great thing to have. Um, it's it's great. I, I don't know. I don't want to say say too much, um, but yeah, it can be it can be. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's, it's if for those of you that are performers, you might understand. I, I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Like that, it can be tough to have a lot of personality on stage. It's a, it's kind of a complicated thing, even if it might not sound like it. But let's move past it. I think that would be really cool to to, to get to play for your family because uh, some of my first uh, shows that that I ever did, or not 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 ones that I ever did, but some of the most important shows to me. The most helpful ones to me were ones where I got family and friends involved. Um, different album release shows that I did that were just, they're just so different. And they're so, um, like, yeah, for, for, for you performers out there, you, you could probably relate to what I'm saying. Like, when you perform, there are audiences that you perform for where it just, the experience as a performer is so great or it's so much better than a typical gig that you might do because of the context of all those relationships and what's going on and how much more you understand about those people and the dynamics that are going on in that room um, or the, the context of the event itself and what it really means for all those right. people to be there together. It, it ends up being like just it, it, they can be so amazing and so special and also because too they can understand so much more about you as a performer and so they'll take so much you know so many times if i'm playing at bars and restaurants and stuff it's like you know people are there to talk to their friends and watch a game or something or or whatever and so, but when you get when you have people that are truly wanting uh, they care about you and they truly want to understand and see you know learn more about you through your sound and listening to you uh, it can be really special, and you can make such a difference for the people in your in your family as well. Um, uh, you can inspire people with your sound. So, and you have a ton of personality. So, thank you. Let me know. Let me know when, <laughs> whenever that's that happens, where you arrange one that is uh, where you've got a bunch of family and stuff coming out. I definitely want to be there for that. Oh, the most definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so because so. You, when you were talking about like you, you played some bass, you played some snare drum, you you're kind of like you didn't seem so enthused. But when I when I see you perform, you seem super enthused, and you when anytime I've seen you kind of talking about music, you seem like you love music, and 
you're clearly very passionate about your Thank stuff, you. your songs, and your songwriting. And so maybe, yeah, uh, how did you become a songwriter? What inspired you to start writing songs? And what motivates you to write a song? Well, um, what got me into writing song? Well, I say like this. I, when I was younger, like early 20s, I always wanted to write a song because I always loved what I heard on the radio. Like, I like a lot of old school music. And I just love the, the content of what they're saying and what they're talking about because it actually has a little more substance into it and it stood the test of time. And I wanted to be one of the ones that can kind of, you know, bring that back. I, I couldn't write a song for nothing to save my life, and I sucked at it, but I wanted it that bad. And so what I did a couple years ago, and this is kind of around the, the time when COVID happened, and, you know, that's when the music and everything started to come back. When I graduated college, uh, the music kind of kind of died, kind of died off a little bit because it was so much things I was, you know, into at the time, like intern. And then when I finished, when I came back to it, the interest wasn't there. And then months later, my dad passed away. But, uh, you know, what really got me into writing song was, you know, COVID happened. I had time on my hands and I was you know, out of work, you know, we were on a layoff status. So, you know, you're trying to find something to to kind of keep yourself, you know, occupied, productive. So uh, one day I was like, you know, I want to do music again. And I just started writing some stuff. I had saved some beats that I made from years ago. And I let a friend of mine hear my music and I, she wrote some stuff and I came up with some things too. She was like, "Okay, you you write pretty good." So then a light bulb went off in my head. I said, "Okay, I think I can write." So what I do now, and I notice like how I write "Summertime Love" and "Let's Go Seize the Day." What I'll do is I'll listen to the beat over and over, and I'll come up with a concept of what I want to talk about in the song. I'll listen to it over and over and over, and whatever comes to my mind, whatever words come to my mind, I just write it down, and I just. First, I'll do. I'll just write down the outline of what I want to talk about, what the verse, what the first verses sound like, what I want to talk about, and I'll kind of like come up with a story, or a scenario, or a scene, or something, to kind of picture what I want to say in, in the in the uh, in the song, and I'll get an idea, and I just write, I'll just write some stuff down, and that's why I I've been doing ever since. Like with every song that I write, I just kind of come up with a concept write a story, and then whatever lyrics come to my head, I'll write it down. So uh, do, you, do you typically start with, like, the beat first? Is that... Right. Or, yeah? Y usually or... or um, like, I'll... As soon as I'm finished making the beat, I'll go back, and I'll listen to it over and so over. You, and so, so you basically always start with the beat. Right. Is that, okay. That's really interesting. I mean, a lot of times, that's what I, I do with songwriting as well, is uh, uh, if, I, if I come up... Uh, with something musical, even if it's really simple, maybe a chord progression, but I really like do exactly what you're describing. Just play it over and over again, and if certain words, just let them, let them come, you know, and wait, and just like what you're saying, do it over and over again. Yeah, I, I think, um, cause the, yeah, then you 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 just let the music inspire you, and you don't try to control it. You don't try to like force something down. It's gonna inspire something, and then you're. I feel like you're genuinely connected to your song. Yeah. Oh, and then. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to say, uh, and then yeah. 
another good reason, another good way that I come up with the songs is that sometimes at night I like to go out driving, if, if that makes sense. I just like to go out for like long rides, and I'll play my music, and and I'll just kind of like come up with inspiration just by riding out and. And it's just, it seemed like that's when the words and the creativity come. And so I'm like, okay, well, oh. I think that's what helped. <laughs> and then, and then like, I don't know, when I'm making these, when I'm making, like, the tracks, the beats and everything like that, it's just, like, the melody, it has, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it just has, like, this, this uh, you know, it make you go to a different place that you've never been before. It has like a, uh, you know what I'm saying? It just, I, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no words for it. Yeah, it just, it just <laughs> you could kind of like picture the song with, with the, with just like with the scene and what it looks like. It just, it just has like a different, it's like, it's like a painting. It's like a picture. You're trying to, you know. I, th- I think that's a good way to put it. And actually that's uh that's not the way that I've I've processed it. Uh, I or I processed it processed it for a long time. I just wanted to throw out too though <coughs> that the way that I get a lot of my inspiration, or a lot of times some of the best inspiration I get, oh I guess two two sort of two <laughs> ways. One, well, technically three I guess, but like you were saying, going driving helps you a lot. For me, it's mowing the lawn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I so I won't I I have yet to ever hire somebody to mow the lawn because. I one, it's great exercise, and then yeah. two, it's like it takes me about like two hours to do it, and then I'm just like in the zone. I mean, like in the creative yeah. zone for two hours, and it's pretty great. Like I, I figure so much out about life, or about how I should organize my life, or how I should, uh, you know, make different decisions or think about different things, and then come up with just a uh, yeah, how, how I'm how I'm mentally approaching different things, and uh, and it definitely helps with the creativity of, of writing songs. Like a chance to think, yeah, and then it takes you that you know something about doing something sort of mundane or robotic, kind of occupies a lot of the rest of what might distract you, and then you just all you got is thinking. That's all that's left. Your body's done. You can't do anything with your body. All you can do is think. Something like that. So it's like I can't. I'm not kite surfing, or I'm not. I don't. I can't do a bunch of errands or tasks around the house. Um, but I like what you said about. Uh, like it's like a painting because I think that's a really good way to think about things. For me, I, I never used to think about it that way. I would just kind of make sounds that I liked, you know, or that inspired right. me or, or felt like I was expressing something where it just felt really good to express it, you know. It just, uh, I felt like something inside me was being uh, listened to or something and, and um, respected or I, I don't know exactly how to say it, but it just felt great to be able to express these things and really let these sounds out that felt like I, I was able to, to say what I needed to say, even to nobody, but it just felt great. But um, I think that that's a really good way to think about it because it is, and, it, and especially when you're going towards recording, it's like um, you're, it's like a, a sound movie in ways. It's not, yeah. it's not, the sa- it's not exactly the same um, because there are things that you can do in music that you can't do in, with movies, I think, because... It's music can be really groove oriented, or th- there can be a hook, you know, a, re- a repetitive hook that uh, that plays that you don't 
you can maybe say there's similar things in movies, but it, but I feel like there's some, there's there are things that are distinct to music. But when you do things so well with music, it's you can almost visualize what's going on. Like you can see if you're playing a song that's about the beach, you know, different songs that or different uh, instrumentation that you're doing could you can basically feel like what the water looks like on that day through yeah. the sound, you know. So anyway, Th- that's yeah. and, and 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 that's <coughs> like it kind of remind me of like how. With Summertime Love, when I made the beat, um, you know, when I made the song, uh, I was just playing. at the. It, I made the beat back in uh, 2020, actually. It was until, like, last year, and I started, you know, recording, you know, the song. But I, I would listen to it, and when I was listening to the song, all I could see was the beach. Um... Someone playing a guitar at the beach, uh, a Corona beer and lime. Um, let me see, pretty women walking down the beach in bikinis, that type of thing. And I just just pulled from that, and I just started writing, came up with a concept, and then there it was. Well, why don't we listen to that one? Okay. Uh, let's. I accidentally opened up the uh, the wrong application here, but here we go. This is Summertime Love by Tremaine Taylor. Yeah. I should have set up my electric guitar. Just a moment to be together It's the only time I feel this way So this 
gotta pack my bags today. Bags today. Said I'm going back home now, I'm feeling some type of way. Type of way. Oh no, what am I to do? Cause I felt deep in love with you. All I wanna do is lay beside you. Take you around the world, watch your dreams come true. But I'm woke, I got a life to live. When you're that fine, you got love to give. Wanna make kids and be number one. That's right. Just enjoy the beach and fun under the sun. Emotions, they go a mile a minute. Can't keep focused, there's a lot of women. You'll be the one that I'm thinking of. So I'll call you my summertime. She's my summertime. My summertime love. 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 She's my It's summertime, man. I want to go kite surfing now. Is it windy out there? <laughs> hey, so uh, Tremaine was in Mount Pleasant like, uh, what, like a, a month or so, a month and a half ago. We, d- we did the open mic sort of thing, like a, basically making the open mic at the Mount Pleasant Farmer's Market. And, and uh, I mean, okay, Mount Pleasant, this is my pitch, my pitch to you, to Mount Pleasant, or my, pi- my pitch to Mount Pleasant. Um, the that square is a really good square. <laughs> we like that square. Yeah. I, I like I like that square. I think it's a great square. I think uh, it's it's a it's a phenomenal space, and you guys are turning out a bunch of people. And so we as musicians, we love that. We love the chance to play for a lot of people. Um, and but the square itself has a ton of space for dancing, and I mean it's like a massive dance floor. You know, it's literally yeah. what it is. It's. Uh, there's all this space where nobody's getting in the way. Like if you're, if people were dancing there, they're not going to be obstructing, you know, people getting around and, and still shopping at the, at the market. So it is a awesome giant dance floor, and sometime soon, I think Tremaine's song should be the anthem of a summer, of yeah. of, a, of a summertime. Because you guys, that would be an amazing summer. Like, come on, like. If that if that was just thumping and 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 then we all like just dance and and have a great time at the market and then go kite surfing that's all that's what I would always do so you guys don't have to do it but, but yeah. I would I would be just going summertime and then ideally oh, yeah. walk to the beach I know you can't do that from there but you know I could drive and think and feel like I'm walking if I listen to the song while I'm driving <laughs> then I'll get there and I'll just be still in that vibe and then go kite surfing. So Mount Pleasant, you guys should seriously consider that, like doing a, doing a, maybe doing like maybe there's like a, a the, the week of summer or something, summer's week or something, where where we we just do some of these these great summer songs and just vibe out and let the music be loud, and just have a great time. I'm actually thinking about I'm actually thinking about making a music video for it. I think it would be a great visual, you know. <laughs> Get rid of the camera. <laughs> I feel like it's too bright. 
Oh no. Right. It's a cool hat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're thinking about making a music video. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are you planning to do? Or, or uh, what are some of your ideas about what, what you would do? I think for the music video, I would like for Summertime Love. I think for that music video, I think it should be like a scene where it opens up me sitting down at like those uh, on those little wooden beach chairs with the uh, umbrella on top, whatever you call it, gazebo or what have you. And a person like me, I guess, have a guitar and trying to come up with a con like in the it should be a scene where I'm coming up with a concept or a melody for a song like Summertime Love and just playing around with some chords and then coming up with an idea. Then the then the beat starts, a scene where everyone is at the beach dancing, you know, just having a good time. And then me just telling a story, singing. I think it'd be a great, great, uh, great video. Dude, yeah, I was pitching to you the other day um, that you should, or it would be awesome if you did a show on the stage of the Windjammer, the, the the beach stage, playing that song. If you ever get the opportunity to uh, to play that stage, or when you get the opportunity to play that stage, you should play that song. I mean, of course you play that song, but like you should play that song and be ready to, to film it. Oh, um, yeah. Because that would be... I mean, at least in, in Charleston, I don't know that there would be a better... If you got the people vibing to Summertime Love on on uh, Isle of Palms, uh, Windjammer, you know, beachfront stage or that, that sand stage, uh, that would look phenomenal in a music video, and it would be perfect for that song. So you might have to fly to the West Coast to film a little bit too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the West Coast because they were saying that's a little bit where the song is based. Yeah, yeah. It has that Cali, <laughs> the Cali type of uh, vibe. Did you live in Cali? Never been. Huh? <laughs> I okay. I always wanted to go. I I, I love the, I love the culture. Yeah, like uh, would you like L A. kind of? Is that where you think you'd, you'd go? Is L A. I think I would like to go to L A. Yeah. Yeah. L A. is cool. Uh, great weather. You don't have to deal with the, humi the humidity, um, and uh, you, you can get to sand. There's a lot to do in California, in LA. I want to meet some superstars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was there for uh, for like three years, three and a half years, something like that. Maybe maybe four, but um, I never met any superstars. I did meet people that were maybe like a step removed or something like that, like. Um, and I played uh, at, I think I played in the backyard of the house where the, um, uh, what was it, uh, what's the band? The, uh, what, my mind's blanking out. There's there's a, a, a Sublime. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Sublime. Yeah, I, I think I played in the backyard where they, where Sublime used to live. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, uh. I've got that written down over my wall, or hung. I, I wrote it on a gold medal and put it on the screen. But it was really cool. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's really cool to, when you get the chance to kind of see places that had a had a place in history, um, and so like, because, you know, well, we don't have to go down this road. But I'll just throw this out. We can move on if you want. If you if this interests you, we, we can run with it a little bit. But like, I think 
for those of you listening, I think it's really important basically everything that you put around yourself, like <coughs> things that you're going to see every day, what you put on your wall, how your house is laid out, how uh, the structure of the rooms, the spacing, all this kind of stuff. I think it's really important because it has an impact on you every single day. And so, um, <coughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, that's um, what what shapes anyone. I, I think people underestimate how much th their personality or who they are. It's 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 a part of culture is um, just what you know what shapes you. And I think um, so. Like for example, this giant door. <laughs> <laughs> I built this giant door that's over here. Uh, it just has a different, you know, feeling, you know, than a normal sized door. And every time I'm in here, I experience that of being around that, and that starts to have an impact on me. Um, so I just think that that stuff's really important. So then, when you get the chance to go um, see, you know, where a band that cult helped, or or see the home that helped cultivate a band like Sublime, and uh, you, know, you can see kind of either either their mark on the house or the ho the house's mark on them, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's interesting stuff. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, let's say, are you are you writing songs? Like, do you are you writing songs now? Are you regularly writing? Um, <laughs> always writing. Okay. Are you trying to collaborate with people? Yeah, I'd love to. I love to collaborate. I like to, you know, maybe expand more, uh, uh, reach out with different songwriters to kind of get a different, um, just just experiment with different sounds and different uh, genres and things like that. Do you, um, and oh, how, how is your recording process? How do you, how, how do you record it yourself? Um, well, or how do you or how do you generally record? Yeah. How I record? Um, well, I record at my house. I use uh, I use GarageBand. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like a uh, a USB mic. Um, what I do, I usually when I'm recording, like when I'm making the verses. First thing I'll do, I record like the first verse, and. I'll maybe like record it like four or five times until I get a perfect uh, uh, vocal for that verse. And I'll go back and I'll listen to each of the verses differently and I'll pick out which one sound good and then I'll keep that. And I'll kind of do a, uh, I don't know the word for it, but kind of sweep under the, the certain... Um, certain words of the song on the first verse, kind of like a stab, kind of kind of harmonize with it. Okay. And, uh, is it like doubling, kind of? Um, doubling, yeah. Kind of like doubling. There, there is another word for that, too, um, but I can't remember what it is. But, yeah, basically, like, it, it can, you can call it vocal doubling. Yeah. Um, and then with the chorus, uh, I, I, I try to, I try to uh, stack the vocals on it just to get, make it sound a little fuller. Uh, my mom, she she always said that it sounded like I have a group behind me, but it's just really me singing it. I oh. come up with the harmonies and stuff like that, and ad lib it. And nice, then, man. Um, and then the uh, third verse, I'll always seem like every song I've done is up tempo song. So 
I'm always like the last verse. I'm always rapping, and then I do a breakdown. Then a, the beat will play out till the end, and I'm just ad living. And then the chorus will will, uh, will play throughout the rest of the beat. Nice. Um, you get a you get a, pr a good sound. Oh, thank I, you. I think I think you're doing a good job with the recording. I mean, it's it's pretty clean. But sometimes when you're working with like some of the beats, you know, if you're you're doing the beats through a keyboard or are you just pulling the beats from somewhere else? Um, well, the app GarageBand has a like a built-in keyboard or whatever where you can right. use the notes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's what yeah. I do. But I, I'm in the process soon of trying to get like some actual uh, like real studio equipment because I mean GarageBand is cool as a start, but you know I think it's time to elevate you okay. know i would say take you to the next level like um i mean so i use logic but mm -hmm. the only reason i really got into logic is basically for the exact same thing that you're saying which is um I, at some point i felt like okay i'm using the entry level free product so i need to you know if i'm really serious about this i need to get the, i need to upgrade right and, but and i think that there's 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 probably truth to that but i think i i probably well overestimated it at this point and so i would say um, I mean, when, when I became aware of the fact that maybe I overestimated the importance of having some next level, you know, recording software, um, was well after I'd already become really accustomed to Logic. So now at this point, I'm never going to deviate from Logic. I mean, one, a lot of a lot of uh, you know radio song songs that play on the radio are produced on Logic. So the, the proof is in the pudding, I guess, as they say. If it's if Clearly, Logic can produce songs that people want to listen to that can be, you know, successful songs. So there's no reason for me, as if I'm already, you know, uh, comfortable with Logic, to, as far as I can see, to really put the time in to learn another software. And so what I would say to you is um, that you, if you feel really comfortable on GarageBand, I, I wouldn't be too eager to move from it, um, right. log logic might be the the next the right next step because it, as I understand it, it's basically the next. It, that's what it is is the next step from GarageBand. Um, it's it's Apple software. GarageBand is Apple. Logic is Apple. But um, the um, like a lot of I I I've yet to dive back into GarageBand, so I'm sort of. This is a little bit of a shot in the dark, but if I were to guess, mm -hmm. you can probably accomplish pretty close to what you can accomplish on Logic within GarageBand. So right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and actually, uh, my sister was the one that got me into GarageBand. This huh. was back 20, uh, 2014. Uh, she was like, oh, try GarageBand. And I tried it one night, and then from there it was just like, Okay, I think I like it. You know, it's free. Uh, it wasn't back then. The quality of GarageBand wasn't really as good as it is now. Like I think it's gotten better. Like I know from time to time, GarageBand they will give me like subs subscriptions on like different sounds that they have, like different drum sounds and yeah. synth, synth sounds and stuff like that. So that's kind of good. But I, I might. I'll st I'll stay with it until I think I'm ready. Like like you said, I think I'll stick with it until I'm ready to uh, try something different. You know. Yeah, it won't hurt to get outside of it. It's just yeah. like it's all it's all kind of a tool. And if you've 
I think a huge part of this whole thing is is really learning how to master w like a certain tool. And so if you get really, really, really good at GarageBand, and then you can, I'm sure, I'm sure there have been hit songs that are made off of GarageBand. Uh, I would, you know, I think most people are, were using like Pro Tools or whatever. But I think that's also partly a function of that's just what gets the good rep. You know what I mean? Like the pr the people, the pro producers w have been were producing on on Pro Tools, and so then everybody start that's coming into the business starts thinking, well, you got to if you want to do be serious, you got to use Pro Tools. But at this point, you can probably make great stuff on GarageBand. So, um, and when you're so when you're making stuff on GarageBand too, like if you're using a keyboard or you're using the GarageBand input keyboard, you know you're gra you're basically grabbing sounds that have already been recorded by other people, right? It's like they're MIDI sounds, and so somebody else recorded that kick or whatever it was, and then you're ch you're saying you're selecting it. You know, you're choosing. Okay, I'm gonna. And you, and you can say, I'm going to select it, and I'm going to have that play at this moment in time. And then the, the, the great benefit of that is you get really nice quality sounds. So you don't have to um, you know, go through the labor of trying to mic a, a bass drum because yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I still barely have, have tried to do that. So even, even just getting a clean guitar, guitar sound can be uh, tricky. Um, so, so when you have the ability to... I mean, to gr just grab really good sounds, a, lo a whole, a big part of the battle is done. Um, and anyway, that's what most people are. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like that's what basically everyone's doing that's making beats. So, um, so you can get these really clean sounds. But yeah, I just um, wanted to say that like I think overall you're getting a pretty clean sound. To, to understand that you're using Logic, the keyboard that's on-screen keyboard. <laughs> and a USB mic, that's you're doing a good job. I think uh, overall, oh, you. you should be pretty happy with those. I mean, are you? How do you feel? You, you feel like you're pretty happy with what you're doing with your mixes? Yeah. Um. I and the crazy thing is, uh, I I kind of taught myself how to mix the uh, the the songs that I've made like on GarageBand. I just kind of just played around with it, like. Uh, Different plugins, uh, different sound effects, and it's more like more so uh, treble of anything to kind of kind of filter out, just get a, a, a more of a clean, sharp sound, um, and kind of just blending uh, different synthesizers along with the uh, the drum track, you know, to get a to get a great uh, great sound, just to make it sound close enough to like a professional clean sound. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think another thing for me is I used to I used to overthink mixing. Um, Bear says, by the way, they use Studio One Artist. Um, that's the application that he uses. Okay. Um, <coughs> the uh, what was I going to say there? The, oh, I used to overthink mixing because, like, a good I think a good rule that I got from somebody else was you. You should s maybe set time limits on yourself to create to to produce a mix. Like if you've got a clear idea of a song that you're wanting to record, and you you do the tracking, you get it down. I know I know you you do some some of your process is just you're literally writing the song through the recording process. Is, is that right? Um, or no? Like as I'm, you mean like in recording, like the day of like re like recording a song. Like I like that's writing. something I used to do is 
I would sit down and I'd say, I'm going to record something. And I literally, the whole process of recording it was my writing process. Like I'd just play around, you know, and experiment and get stuff down and listen to it and then, and and then develop it more. Uh, Well, uh, what I do, um, as soon, as soon as I'm making the, those, uh, the, uh, the beats or whatever, the tracks, um, I go and listen to it and, you know, like I come up with a concept and I'll write down, you know, what I'm trying to say and I'll kind of practice how I want it to sound, like like the verses, how I want it to sound, the chorus. I'll just kind of sing it enough. I'll practice it enough to where it sounds good. Then I'll go and I'll record it like maybe like a couple of days from now and I'll go back and add some things to kind of make it make it stand out a little bit. Uh, I remember there was a, a song that I put out not so long ago where it was, I did, it, it got finished the same day. Like it, it took 45 minutes. Um, it was it was a simple song, but it sounded real good. Basically, it was just kind of, it was like more so, it was more stacking, if anything. Um, I didn't really do too much mixing because it already sounded good, but I, I, I did I did mix it. And it sound like it just, it sounded real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- so the, for me, I used to like obsess over mixes, and, and yeah, I just think that like one of the best lessons that I took from someone else was, um, not overthinking the mix. And so if you if you say okay, I've got a good concept of what my song is now, I'm gonna record it. You set sort of a time frame. And you say I'm gonna spend a day on this, or I'm gonna spend two days, or three days, or whatever it is. And say at the end of that, I'm gonna it's gonna be done. You know, wherever I get to, it's done. And then I'm gonna put that one away and and that'll be because then you start to see, okay, what can I consistently accomplish within a certain time frame? Um, and you don't spend like sometimes I would spend, you know, a few weeks just sort of torturing myself <laughs> working on a mix. And then I'm sure I think somewhere around day five or six, I just started making it worse. You know, and then I ended up with something worse two weeks later because I just kept tweaking and tweaking and thinking, oh, I don't like this. And then I just get you get totally lost. You get ear fatigue, and then and then. Uh, so anyway, yeah. That that, that has ha- yeah. Th- there's there yeah. were times <laughs> that it, it it did happen to me. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a song that I'm working <laughs> on that I worked a couple years ago. Never got a chance to finish it because you know, like working a lot and. Uh, Things just got in the way. I did try it like around the holidays last year. I I, I tried working on it, but uh, I got the chorus part down pat, and like I have all these all these vocals that stack. Like I have like eighteen vocals, so I'm trying to get it to sound the way I wanted to, but it just it's one of those things where I'm kind of like it's just still stuck in the air. But I. I know what you mean. It's kind of hard because you, you, you want it to sound good, but you don't know what to really do with it, and that's where I'm at with this song too. Okay. But I, I really do want to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes maybe sometimes it's good to get. Well, if you want, send it to me. I'll listen to it and see if I have any ideas about what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, I got. I can listen to it and say. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you can just hear like. I started getting into mastering over the last couple of years, and um, you know, just I guess I'll just give a really short summary of mastering for anybody out there that that uh, doesn't know what mastering is. Mastering basically is 
after the song has already been recorded, you know, tracked and mixed, usually the, it will then get sent to somebody else that's going to listen to it with fresh ears and try to make any twic- tweaks on the overall, you know, whole recording. A full a, a file, a single file will be sent to somebody, and then they do. They might change little things like bring, put in a little more low end or high end over the whole track, and then they're also trying to bring the volume level up to uh, basically as loud as they can get it without clipping, so that it's it's when it plays on the radio, it's going to be at a level that competes with. Everyone wants to be. That's what, that's what I read is like on the mastering side. Of thing, everybody wants to be loud. <laughs> they always yeah. want to be. Everyone wants to be the loudest because everybody's trying to be louder than everybody else, right? And that's why you hear on commercials, you know, it, it used to be like a thing where commercials come, in, come on and they're like louder than the normal, the actual show that you're watching or whatever. Sometimes the volume levels have, have disparities. But anyway, you're trying to do the master. But the cool thing about mastering is you get these tracks come in and, and you can hear these tracks and what somebody else has done with the mix. And then you can, you know, get outside of your own mixes because you get so used to hearing your mix and what you're doing. And this actually gives you a sense of what all these different kinds of mixes can can sound like. So yeah. I think, I think uh, actually, yeah, you might might be, might be something for you to look into is is just doing is even doing some mastering. And if you have any friends or anybody in the scene that you'd be like, hey, why don't you send me a track and and I'll master your track, you know? Because uh, you know there's a decent number of different people that that are doing their own recording. And if you could, uh, I think that could really help. Um, you know, it just gives you a se- a little more of a sense of where where your mix is, where your mixing is overall in the spectrum of how mixes can sound. Um, but anyway, let's move, let's move to um, uh, your next, your song, uh, Let's Seize the Day. Yeah. Uh, so how did you write that song? Well, uh, the crazy thing, the, the cool uh, fact about the song was I, uh, I made the, when I made the beat last year, uh, I really didn't know what to do with it. I just know that it sounded good. And what inspired me to make that, uh, the instrumental to it was, I was listening to a singer named um, Estelle, and she did a song called uh, American Boy, and um, it's with Kanye West. And I just always liked the way that that beat sound has that that, uh, DC uh, type of uh, feel to it, you know. and so I, I I listened to it and I I didn't want to copy it but I kind of like find my own my own style and put it together. Uh, my sister was the one that came up with the uh, title of the song "Let's Go Seize the Day." She was singing uh, like she was like "Let's Go Seize the Day, Let's Go Seize the Day." So I'm like, okay, well I got I, I, it gave me something to work with. Uh, then I came up with the concept of, with, of what I want to talk about. And I said, okay, this will be great. And I just said, well, you know, I, I the, the job I'm working, you know, we work a lot, work every day, and you don't really have time to really have fun and do the things you want to do because you're always working a lot. So I said, well, I'm going a, I'm to a talk about what I'm going through. So, you know, that's how the, the first verse where it says time slipping by, catching myself asking why because seven days a week and really no time off to do anything so it's just basically just talking about you know how working and adulting can really like get in the way of like you know living your life and doing the things you want to do 
And sometimes you just got to take a moment and just say, hey, man, let's just seize the day because we may never know where, you know, we may get the chance to do the things we want to do again, you know, any free yeah, moment we have. Man, some, this is, uh, this is what I'm about to say goes, like, opens a whole can of worms, uh, whatever as they say. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, sometimes I think that, like, as good as the internet is, as cool as it is, and, like, as cool as it is to be able to get in a, a metal box, a car that can fly at 70 miles an hour and get you wherever you need to go, like, get you these distances that you could never have traveled before and, <laughs> and feel like, so, like you're super powerful because you're driving this crazy. Like, as cool as tech is, it, life might be way better if we just ditched that all and just lived in tents on a farm. Because <laughs> uh, I think, because all we really need the, the main thing, the main loss, I think, is medicine. I think you, th th that's the main thing that everybody really would really want to have is medicine because if we get sick, we, wanna, we, we all want to have, I think, we want to have as long and healthy lives as we can. So that would, losing any uh, medical tech would, would really uh, be, uh, you know, that would suck. But all you really need is food and shelter and then, and then besides that, it's like people want friends. You want to yeah. you want to hang out. You want to have a good time, and right. you want to have friends. So if what it, like, do we really like what? Do you, what are we even doing? <laughs> like <laughs> on some level, seriously, like what? Um, it's nice to be able to like my wife's from China, so her family's in China, and if there wasn't an airplane, this wouldn't be possible, you know. And so that's the that's the society we live in today, and because. We can all travel so quickly. We can get to, like, some people can live in different states and live in different cities, and it's not as big a deal as it used to be. If you, if you like, 200 years ago, if you moved, if, if your kids said, hey, I'm going to move to Portland and we're and, and, and from Charleston or, or whatever, that would be, like, a huge deal. Like, because you probably wouldn't, you, you might not never see them again, you know? So, like, um, now it's just kind of like, oh, we can still FaceTime. We can still, you know, if we want to see each other, we fly here in, in a day. So it's not a big deal. Um, but so that, you know, now that we've all, we've all kind of separated and moved, moved, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people kind of feel the freedom to just have long longer distance relationships, and it's not as big a deal anymore. It kind of puts a uh, it makes it makes what I'm saying a little more difficult to to revert back. But like if we just lived around people we actually knew our neighbors we just grew our own food we had a nice healthy supply we got great like tech to to take care of the plants and all and and uh you know to feed ourselves then we could just do like a minimal amount of actual labor per day have what we need and then be able to do the things that we want to do actually like enjoy being together you know playing games going surfing yeah. riding the bicycle like we'd actually have time and and now as it is like the majority of people you have to work your booty off to not even really be able to be in a in a good financial place you yeah have to, you have to work very hard to just it, pay the minimum bills exactly and sometimes those kind of things it's like it gets in the way and you lose sight of like you know just the little things just like you know life and i uh you know when uh like the the last job I was working uh I was working 
there was a an older guy I knew. You know, he worked all his life, and then when he was getting ready to retire, he passed away. And I thought about that, and I'm like, you know, you work all your life just to not to not live, and then you've almost now you're almost at the point where now you don't have to work no more. Then you pass away, and it's like you did all of that. You work hard just to die, and you know I I don't know if that is really making sense, but you uh, know, and that's kind of the reason what. what I'm saying, like, with the season day, just, you know, you lose sight of things. You know, it's, it's good to, you know, I guess, you know, have a, you know, make a living and, and take care of yourself and take care of the things. But, you know, I think sometimes people get so caught up in that that they forget the little things. It's just, life is just about, you know, and, you know, having fun and just about, and just enjoying, like, the little things that, you know, you know, just the just the little things that you you know sometimes you forget to to enjoy. You know. Let's see. Yeah.
seize the day. Let's go seize the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seize the day. All right, everybody. That's Tremaine Taylor, y'all. <laughs> that was sweet, man. Thank Dude, you. Those are fun. Dude, this was this was a ton of fun. Dude, it, it, it's like this this is this is what I'm gonna do going forward too. Like uh Dude, those were that was so fun to be able to just like jam to your songs. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That was that was, that was a lot of fun. Like uh, it was uh the that uh we had the after party, and you Grant Herb, um, and all the other guys playing a song on the guitar. I, I was like, wow, this is like an un unplugged. Oh, that, that was pretty cool, right? It was. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I was so yeah. blown away. Dude, Brent, that was, that's cool. Brent, I mean, Grant started laying down the bass line, and uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, shout out to Grant for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Grant actually has a song too that's kind of like that's uh, the same kind of theme. It's not, you know, it's a it's a different song, but same kind of theme as uh, as Seize the Day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but y'all, uh, Tremaine, is there anything else that you that you wanna you wanna talk about um, before we go here, or yeah? Is there anything anything you want to say to people uh, like new new songs that you're working on any songs they could check out like uh, where, where they should go follow you or, or uh, stuff like that or yeah most definitely yeah. um they can follow me on uh, Instagram uh, at mr Tremaine Taylor um, TikTok uh, Tremaine Taylor 247 uh, Tremaine Taylor on Facebook um, 90s Kid in Effect on YouTube, and all of my songs are, like, on all streaming platforms, you know, like Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon, um, there's a lot of them, I, I, I can't, I, it's, it's, it's a lot, I, I, I can't couple, even keep them. <laughs> what are a couple songs that you, that you say, you know, go check out, you know, if you like Seize the Day, if you like, if you like Summertime Love, what's, the, what's another one that you say, hey, you guys should go check out this song? Well, I made a uh, another song. Well, two two new songs recently. Is uh, one of them's called um, "Give Me All Your Loving Tonight," and another song is called uh, "Going Crazy." Okay, right on. Um, what's the What's the one that's uh, There's one where it's like under the sun. <laughs> under the sun, yeah. I I like under the sun. The under, I like Under the Sun, too, because it has that breakdown part where it's like, Under the Sun. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Under the Sun. Yes. Everything is crumbling under the sun. <laughs> Free your mind and everything will follow. Trust <laughs> me. I love it. Yeah, check <laughs> thank it, check you. Check out Under the Sun. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I, think, I think that's it. Um, happy 4th of July, everybody. I uh, hope you guys have a great, a great day. Watch some fireworks. Having a good time. Uh, I'm personally going to be playing some music tonight. I actually picked up a, a sort of a last-minute gig at uh, the sports pub, Charleston Sports Pub on Daniel Island um, from 6 to 9. Uh, to be, I actually don't know. I've never been there before, so I don't even know. I don't, I don't know if, you, if, it's, if it's waterfront or if you can see the fireworks from there. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of punching myself a little bit because... I just kind of reacted and booked it. I was like, can't, the opportunity came. I was like, oh, I don't have anything on Monday. Oh, wait. And then I booked it, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. that's uh, What am I thinking? It's the 4th of July. I probably want to go see fireworks. Anyway, but <laughs> 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 if 
you would rather watch me play music than watch uh, a, a big fireworks show. That's where I'm going to be, um, 6 to 9 tonight at Charleston Sports Pub on Daniel Island. Uh, thank you again to Tremaine. Thank you thank you thank for you coming for in and uh, for doing this. Uh, it's great to jam out to your songs. Go follow him at Tremaine Taylor at, uh, what was your, um, 90s Kid in Effect, yeah? Yes. 90 ki- 90s Kid in Effect. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Go, uh, go listen to his stuff. Um, and and see when he's going to be performing next. And uh, yeah, thank you again, Tremaine, for for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. Right on. Thanks everybody for watching, and uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace out. Yeah.